Hey everyone, this month of mobility is sponsored by Meeting of the Minds, a nonprofit that fosters person to person and city to city learning by spotlighting projects and practitioners working on smart and sustainable cities. Their one day mobility summit is coming up June 14th in Ann Arbor, Michigan at the Graduate Hotel. You can find more information in the show notes or at meetingoftheminds.org. Hope to see you there. As always, a huge shout out to the folks over at the Ann Arbor District Library for being our recording partner in this podcast. All right, with that, let's get back to the episode. Welcome, everybody, to the Michigan Makers Podcast with your host, Leanne, founder and CEO of Ash Media, where we interview Michigan's top entrepreneurs, investors, makers, movers, and shakers, and dive deep into why the comeback of Michigan's economy is inevitable. It is an absolute pleasure to welcome my next guest to the show today, a Wayne State warrior. She started her career in the sports industry wearing a variety of hats at her alma mater's athletic department. Soon after, she joined the team at Duo Security, heading up people and culture. And when she realized she couldn't keep making the commute from Detroit to Ann Arbor every single day, she had to look for something else. That's when she met the folks over at Techstars and helped kickstart the mobility program in Detroit. They're going strong in their upcoming fourth year running the program, which I'm personally really excited to see. Now, everybody, please welcome Lisa Seymour, Program Director at Techstars Mobility. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Yeah, so I always just like to allow my guests to tell their own stories. And so for the listeners of the Michigan Makers podcast, who is Lisa Seymour? I'm pronouncing it right. Seymour? Yep. Okay, yep. cool. That's my name. Uh, yeah. So I um, currently am the director of the Texas Mobility Program based here in downtown Detroit. Um, I moved to the city about 13 years ago. Um, from Davison, Michigan, which is just outside of Flint. I moved down here to go to school at Wayne State. Um, Did my undergrad there, got my MBA from Wayne State, um, worked at the university for a few years, uh, and then got into the tech world um, around 2014, started working at Duo Security. And then from there, um, Techsters was spinning up a Detroit program, and um, I got brought on board to to help run the program here. Yeah, and so... Going back to your time at Wayne State, you were an athlete, right? Softball, was that it? I was, yep. I I attended Wayne State on a softball scholarship. Nice. And so, like, have you, because I always find it interesting with athletes, you know, like, that go into professions, like, the stuff they bring on, like, maybe it's just a competitive drive. Have you brought anything from, like, your softball days? Um, That's interesting. I mean, I don't know. I think, uh, uh, I can't speak for every student athlete, but I think um, sort of the things you learn uh, being a student athlete carries over very well into most careers. Um, Most importantly, time management. I think you'll never be as busy as you are being a college athlete. You know, you're probably in the weight room at 6 a.m. and then you're at classes 
eight to four and then you're at study table and then you're at practice and every day is just a full day and you're traveling every weekend or you have games every weekend. Um, so I think carrying over, um, uh, some of that discipline and time management skills that you learn, uh, being a college athlete, it's really helpful in the, in the working world. Yeah. And so you've sort of like kept your fitness level, at least like <laughs> relatively to that, because it's, it's hard, like when you're not an athlete anymore, you know, to, to be at that like peak level of, of physicality. But, um, so you do CrossFit, right? I do. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> here's one. What's been like your more, most, most favorite CrossFit workout, but also like what's been like the most torturous? Uh, um, <laughs> So uh, I guess I'm a little different from most CrossFit athletes in the sense that um, I really enjoy running. So um, actually after um, I finished up playing softball at Wayne State, I got really into long distance running and I ran a few marathons. Um, found CrossFit about two years ago um, and just fell in love with it. The um, uh, it's so humbling. You think you're fit until you walk <laughs> into a CrossFit gym. Yeah. Uh, so there's just always something to improve on. Um, and I, I love the competitive nature of it too. If you want to get some, um, some competitions in, that's really fun to do as well. Um, so my favorite CrossFit workout, um, I would say anything that, um, involves running or any sort of long chipper type workout, um, lightweight, high rep. Have you ever done the uh, the Memorial Day one? I forget the name of that. Yeah, That's, yeah, uh, Memorial Day Murfwad. Yes, yep, Murf, for sure. Yeah, yep. um, yeah, love that workout. It's a ton of fun. And then our gym down here, CrossFit in the D, we all get together, um, do the workout together, um, hang out for a while, have a picnic, stuff like that. So it's a it's a great community event too. Yeah, yeah. For me, um, that's been like. That's probably been the only one that I actually enjoyed because it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't too bad and like yeah. Um, you might be one of the few people to say that it's not too bad. <laughs> I mean, I I didn't. Here's the thing: I didn't do it with the weighted vest. Okay, so well, that yeah. that helps. But still, a but lot. still, yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely tore my hands up mm -hmm. just because of the pull-ups. Yeah, but like that's that's just like a given with that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think the runs also. I mean, I don't like long distance, but I think the runs are like. I mean, they're only like mile runs to start and cap, right? But yeah, it's it's not too bad. But yeah, and I also may have, it's funny you mentioned marathon because a buddy of mine, um, well, a couple of friends of mine, they uh, just ran a marathon like on spec um, and they live in LA. And so I was just with them last week and we were talking about it. And one of them, Steve, he was like, yeah, I'm also going to be running a half Ironman <laughs> um, later this year. Want to do it? And I was like, um, uh, and then like, they were all just like egging me on and I was like, all right. And then we shook hands and I'm like, wait, what did I just sign up for? Cause I'm like, it's not just running. It's literally three different things. Like, and it's like, oh man, holy crap. Um, anyway, <laughs> so, um, once you started to get into the tech industry, how did you end up getting looped into, to duo? Yeah, so um, I actually had uh, one of my close friends was working there, um, and just in my my job search, I came across an open position, and I reached out to him um, and just to get his thoughts on the 
the company at the time um, was 2014. It was only probably about 50 or 60 people. You know, it's an enormous company now. I think they're in four different cities and um, hundreds of employees at this point. Um, so just reached out to him, got some background on the company, and ap- applied for the position and was lucky enough to get an interview and, and get the job. Nice. And yeah. so what was, like, your favorite part about that? Uh, my favorite part um, about working at Duo is, is something that was brand new to me. So like I mentioned, uh, right after college, I started working um, at the university. Um, and anybody who's ever worked in a university knows, you know, they're, they're pretty big institutions. Um, they can be pretty bureaucratic, sometimes political. Uh, so slow moving. Um, um, and so I think being a part of a startup was very much the opposite of that. So it was new, it was exciting, um, a ton of brilliant, smart people that I was able to learn a ton from, um, really driven, competitive people. So it was just fun to be in that different sort of environment. Yeah, definitely. I think it's like always interesting to compare and contrast, like, cause there's a university and then there's also like the government, which is kind of like that. And then startups are just like literally you could be doing something different every single like hour even yeah exactly yeah yeah um and not to say that I didn't like my time at at Wayne State you know um I went to school there uh, got my graduate degree from there so it's great university um and I was working in the athletic department too which is you know near and dear to my heart so working very closely with our coaches and our student athletes um which was fun um but looking for something different um duo was a, a great switch yeah and so from Duo, you moved on to Techstars. So tell the story of how that came to be. Yeah, so um, I was working at Duo but living in Detroit. So I was making that 45-minute um, hour commute back and forth every single day. Um, and um, after about nine or ten months of that, I was just kind of like, hey, you know what? I, I want to be in the city. I want to commit to it. I want to be here, working here, living here. Um, so I just mentioned that to a few people um, at Duo. They were totally on board and understood. Um, and actually, the CEO there, Doug, introduced me to Ted. Um, he was like, hey, you should meet my buddy Ted, who's spinning up a tech search program in Detroit, which I had no idea was happening. Uh, so Ted and I met um, probably about three or four months before Texers actually closed the funding and, and announced the program here. Um, and once they did, um, we just kind of continued the conversations and talked to some other people at Techstars, um, some of my counterparts in other cities, um, and then got brought on board um, in February of 2015 to run the program. And so with Techstars as you know a global organization, um, how like what programs do you have in place that allow the startups in your program to engage with, you know, people from not just the U.S., not just the other accelerators in like L.A. and, you know, the Alexa Accelerator in Seattle, but also, you know, globally? Yeah, so um, we're a worldwide network um, to help entrepreneurs succeed. Um, And the idea is that if you're a mobility startup, probably at some point you're going to have to come through Southeast Michigan um, with your business just because there's so many OEMs and suppliers and so much industry expertise here. Um, and then not to mention all of the new resources that are coming into play with the American Center for Mobility and M-City over in Ann Arbor, um, a lot of the test beds and other things that are happening happening in Ann Arbor and Detroit and also um, up in Flint at Kettering. Um, And so we're really trying to recruit the best mobility startups in the world to come to our program in Detroit. Um, And so far, we've had companies um, from six different countries. Um, 
only two from Michigan and none from Detroit. So um, we're trying to expose as many companies as possible um, to what Southeast Michigan has to offer. Um, but that being said, um, the network is global. And so we have mentors um, and even some of our corporate partners are overseas and from all over the United States as well. Um, and we say, you know, if you want to expand your network exponentially and if you want to do three years of biz dev in three months, um, come to a TechStars program. And if we don't have a mentor directly um, in this program already that can help you, chances are someone in the network knows that person. Um, and so we even kind of have companies write out a wish list of people that they want to meet. And if they're not in our network, um, you know, we'll ping our colleagues um, in LA or New York or Berlin um, to, to help make that connection if they need it. Yeah, and so something that I really admire about Techstars, the uh, entire organization, and especially with the mobility program here in Detroit, is the give first mentality and philosophy. Because I think, you know, like when you're able to give without expectation return, and we talked about how I interviewed Jason Mendelson, this was one of the things he wished for like the totality of the Michigan startup ecosystem is, you know, when, even if we don't have as much venture capital coming in as, you know, the West Coast or the East Coast, even being able to give first and not necessarily expecting something back from the person you gave to, but maybe, you know, you can expect something from like the, the ecosystem itself, like being able to do that will, I think, help you know, build not just a thriving startup ecosystem, but accelerate the growth of an ecosystem. For sure, yeah, and I think that's um, you know something TechStars takes into account when they're um, when we're spinning up new accelerators. Is you know um, where can we help entrepreneurs build their business wherever they choose to live? So not just New York, not just the Valley, um, but wherever they choose to build their business. <laughs> And so where is there a city or a location that Texers can go in and help to grow and build that ecosystem to really give entrepreneurs as many resources as possible? Yeah, and with that, there's also even now the Techstars Anywhere Accelerator, right? Yeah, that was a, a, a new experiment that we ran. Um, I believe it started just last year. Um, and uh, the managing director and director, Ryan Kudar and then Karina Costa, um, have done a really fantastic job of spinning up that program um, and just helping out founders who are building great businesses and are great entrepreneurs but can't necessarily uproot their entire lives and move to a different city to go through an accelerator. Um, so they've done a great job running that experiment. Their second demo day is actually tomorrow. So it's been really fun to watch that program grow too. Yeah, definitely. And so... You're on, you're recruiting currently for, oh wait, the application's already ended for this year, for yep, this summer, Yep, right? our application's closed about two weeks ago okay. for 2018. Yeah, and so this is the fourth year, Yep. right? Yep. Okay, uh, cool. Yeah, we will run our fourth program July through October this year. Uh, so we've ran three programs so far. I've invested in 33 different companies, like I mentioned, from six different countries. Um, 31 of them are still active. And we actually had our first two acquisitions this past year. So um, Classics and Exotics from our 2015 class was acquired by Haggerty, which was really exciting. And then Split, also from our 2015 class, was acquired by Bosch. Yeah. Yeah, 2015 was the first year, right? Yep, yep. That's super cool. Yeah. And so how have you seen the growth of mobility in like the southeastern Michigan region grow over the past three years? Yeah. So I think um, 
it's really interesting when we first started um, talking about mobility, you know, Texas mobility in Detroit, a lot of people were like, what's mobility? You mean like a mobile app on my phone? I don't get it. What do you mean? Uh, now it's such a buzzword. Everybody is talking about it, which is fantastic. Um, and I think Detroit is uniquely set up to be um, both a great city for entrepreneurs, but a really great city for mobility entrepreneurs. Like I said, there's just so many resources here um, for those companies, um, so much expertise, um, all of the OEMs and the suppliers that they could have access to um, by coming through through Southeast Michigan, um, I think is just a great place to start a business. Yeah. And so, yeah, especially just because, you know, if you are business facing and you need to interact with OEMs, there's just so many here. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. And we're we're lucky enough to have uh, mentors from over 100 um, different OEMs and suppliers um, in the area and then all over the world come through our program to meet one on one with our founders. So I think they definitely recognize the value um, in, in this program and then also what these entrepreneurs are building. Um, and they want to learn and they want to help and they want to they want to see them grow, too. Yeah. So how have been like the like the the VCs, how have they been in support of the growing mobility ecosystem here? Yeah. So um a local firm, Fontanellis, which I'm sure you're familiar with, um, started investing in mobility companies. I don't know their exact date, but um, way before anybody was talking about it. So I think they're very unique in that sense. Um, Chris, Font- uh, Chris Thomas and uh, Chris Stallman have been very active in our program and mentoring our startups um, and investing in a few as well. So um, they've been super helpful to all of our companies. Um, and then some of the other local VC firms as well um, who um, might not have a direct thesis in mobility like Fontanellis does, but they have an interest in it. Um, so we've had a, a ton of great participation from the local VCs in the area. And then we have uh, you know, quite a few visit from, again, all over the United States um, who see the value in, in these companies in the program. Yeah, definitely, because you know, that, co- that brings to mind um, one in particular, uh, Jeff Shocks from uh with trucks vc but uh i mean he's sort of like ubiquitous he's like everywhere i see him everywhere i mean it might it might might just be like the university of michigan connection but like yeah he's he's been pretty because i saw him at um the demo day back in october and i just chatted him up um and yeah he was just super excited about like not just techstars mobility but techstars um giving such opportunity for the detroit region and like being able to associate itself with being at the forefront of the mobility industry. Yeah, for sure. Um, Jeff is great. Um, he's been a mentor for us and um, has actually come in to, to speak on um, IP law because yeah. in his past life, I believe he's an IP attorney. Um, and then Riley Brennan with Trucks VC has, has been through as well, I think every year to mentor our companies and has actually again invested in some of them as well. So um, they've been a great resource for us and our founders. We'll be right back after this short break. So as you all may know, this entire month is dedicated to the mobility industry. We're interviewing the top entrepreneurs, directors, and government officials in mobility to give you all a sense of what's happening in southeastern Michigan around car sharing, transportation, public transit, etc. Which is why we're partnering with the folks over at Meeting 
of the minds. They are convening a one-day mobility summit next month, which will bring together some of the country's brightest minds in mobility to take them through facilitated work sessions, a tour of the American Center for Mobility, and some good old-fashioned networking. Some of the speakers at the event include Kirk Studel, who's the director of the Michigan Department of Transportation, Mark DeLaverne, the city of Detroit's chief of mobility innovation, and Pamela Lewis, the director of the New Economy Initiative for Southeast Michigan. We hope you can join us at the event on June 14th at the Graduate Hotel in Ann Arbor. Tickets are selling fast, so grab them before they run out. All right. Let's get back to the episode. Let's talk about Techstars Mobility's mission to help grow the number of women in mobility executive positions. So you're the program director of Techstars Mobility. And, you know, I read there's a few blog posts that are on Techstars um, website about this specific topic. So feel free to just take the reins and give your two cents and your anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so diversity is uh, something that's very important to Techstars as a whole. Um, and so specifically at the mobility program, um, to be honest, um, it's been hard and we haven't been great at it. Um, of our 33 companies, only, uh, I believe, five of them have had um, female CEOs. It's a pretty low number. Um, and you know, our mentors, um, in terms of the number of, uh, women mentors that we have, again, very low. And, you know, you see that, I think when you combine the tech industry, which is very male dominated, you combine that with the auto industry, which is very male dominated. Um, I think it's hard to find, um, uh, women who, you know, are starting businesses, um, and are giving, are able to get the opportunities, um, to help them succeed. And so um, we really wanna do a better job at that um, and get more women in here and help them out where we can. Um, And something that um, I started doing with a few of my colleagues, Jessica Robinson, who you mentioned um, that you're talking to, and then Michelle Basuito, who's an attorney in the area, um, we spun up something called Women in Mobility Happy Hour. And so we started it um, at the auto show um, two years ago, so in 2017. Um, and we were just kind of like, you know, I know there's women out there who are doing awesome things in this, in this industry. So let's get together. Um, and the first one we had, you know, we had about 40 people at it. Um, and now I think the list is like, you know, 60, 70, 80 people. Um, we just had another meetup last week and it's just a great turnout. And there's just a ton of brilliant women, um, working in this industry in this area. Um, and so if they go on to start, um, their own mobility companies, that's great. And we, we, you know, we hopefully have a space here for them in the mobility program. Um, but more than that, hopefully we can recruit them as mentors to come in and meet with our, our founders one-on-one, um, because, um, diversity, diversity, uh, what we think is just inherently good. And so the more diverse perspectives and ideas that you can get, um, the better for your company, um, and, and as a person. So, um, but something really important to us and hopefully, um, we can get more women involved in the future. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, Brene Brown has a quote out there and she basically just wrapped it up as courage is contagious. Right. And so, you know, and it also actually reminds me of a quote, um, I forget who's, who wrote it, but it was, uh, uh, 
our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate, it is that we are powerful beyond measure. And then later in the quote, it says, um, man, I'm blanking. It's a, it's like a, uh, anyway, I can, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm completely blanking right now. But um, so, so what can like men do? What can, you know, um, what can we just like in general do to welcome more women in the mobility industry? I know you said the uh, females in mobility happy hour, but what can we do to, you know, be a light or not maybe a light, but you know, like a companion or a, a champion, a champion. I think that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, I think you got it. Um, you know, I think, uh, tech stars and, um, you know, just tech industry as a whole has to do more to, um, be more welcoming towards women and empowering women. But specifically, I think in the mobility space, um, being that it is mostly male dominated, um, if you come across a woman starting a business, um, I just think like you would do uh, with any guy entrepreneur, like, you know, are you treating them the same way? Are you offering the same sort of help that you would offer a man if you came across him in the same position? So um, anything I think that anybody can do to help um, a woman in the industry um, strengthen her voice um, and just get the, make sure she's getting the same opportunities as a man would get. Yeah, and, and so I actually have a question. So were you, interested in cars when you were like younger or no? Uh, no. So I, um, you know, I, I think there's a lot of, uh, people who come through a program, founders and mentors specifically, who just like geek out over cars. Yeah. I honestly don't get it. Um, I've never been interested in it. Um, you know, I don't, you know, if you told me to make a model of a car, I probably couldn't point it out <laughs> on the street. So it is, uh, it's not my jam. Um, but you know, that, that doesn't necessarily, you know, but that's, not where mobility is going, uh-huh. um, you know? So I think there's definitely that old school train of thought. And, and I think there will always be people who are car enthusiasts and there are probably all, always be cars um, and people who want the, who want to drive them. I don't feel that way, but, but uh, that that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I bring that up because, you know, I think that's a great example of like, you don't even have to be, you know, because I think a big thing is just like interests that are shaped like, early on like you don't have to have you know the the huge you don't have to have like been working on cars since you were like eight years old you could it could totally be a new adopted thing as long as you know you are at least getting to a domain expert type level you know so you actually you know your stuff but um but yeah I think you know us as males we can just provide voices you know like leave our biases aside and just like listen you know yeah absolutely and i think um unconscious bias is something that we talk a lot about at techstars um especially as we're going through like the application and selection process you know um check your biases when you're reviewing applications and watching team videos and watching product videos and reading through their answers um you know do you have a bias against somebody who is speaking english as a second language um, you might not know that you do, but you might, um, it's just, it's good to think about those things. You know, do you have a bias against, um, you know, um, somebody who's not based in the United States? Why is that? Um, and just kind of think through those things, um, um, deeply as you're, as we're reviewing applications and try to, um, just focus on finding the best founders who are starting the best companies, um, 
and um, just really think strategically about um, your biases that you have that have been formed throughout your lifetime, um, which is not your fault. It just happens. Yeah. Um, and so that's something that we try to focus on a lot. Yeah, I think a big thing that you mentioned there is like a lot of biases. They aren't you know conscious. You know that I mean that's what they are. They're unconscious biases, and so you really have to like actively think about what you're doing, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's something that uh, that TechStars as a whole has, like I said, focused on quite a bit over the past few years. Um, because if you're, you know, if you're not paying attention to those biases, chances are you're missing out on some really great founders and some really great companies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even being open to feedback and allowing people to call you out when that happens, it's like, it's not, a, it's not a, like a jab at you. It's just, you know, like, hey, be careful. <laughs> yeah. And so wrapping up here, before I get into my last question, where can people find more information about Techstars Mobility? Where can people reach out and, um, you know, like if they have a mobility startup? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, there's always our website, techstars.com slash mobility. Um, Ted and I are both active on Twitter. Um, just a quick search. You'll probably be able to find us. Um, mobility at techstars.com is an email that goes to both of us. If you ever want to reach out, um, we're happy to help wherever we can, whether it's with advice or if you have a startup you want feedback on, we're happy to chat with you. If you're interested in being a mentor, absolutely reach out. Um, we're always looking for new great people to to meet with our founders. Um and, and yeah, we um, are currently located in Ford Field. So um, if you're ever in the, in the area, um, feel free to stop by our office. Um, and then again, our program runs July 16th through October 9th, which will be our demo day. You mentioned being at our demo day last year. So um, come on out to our demo day. Um, it's a great event uh, for a mobility community and then also the Detroit community as a whole. Yeah, so last question here. I'm asking this to all my guests because the entire month of May is dedicated to the mobility industry. And so for you, Lisa, what does mobility mean to you? Uh, yeah, mobility uh, to me means um, being able to have um, access to transportation. Um, and so I think that means a lot of different things for a lot of different people. Um, and um, I think the more effective and efficient we can make transportation for more people. I think society will be better as a whole. And with that, I want to thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. All right, everybody. That was Lisa Seymour from Techstars Mobility. A huge shout out to Lisa for coming on the show. I also wanted to thank you, the listener, for listening to the show today. If you want to follow along and witness the Comeback States comeback, please hit subscribe on your podcast app and give us a rating. Also, check out our website at michiganmakers.co. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash ashmediaco. That's A-S-H-E-M-E-D-I-A-C-O, where you can watch our videos, live streams, and join our exclusive exclusive community. Once again, thank you so much for your attention, and we'll see you next time.